The Daily 202 is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, January 29th. In today's news, the acting attorney general says Bob Mueller's investigation is close to being completed. The U.S. government ups the ante against China with some big indictments. And John Bolton's notepad has everyone talking. But first, the big idea. President Trump has accepted an invitation from Nancy Pelosi to reschedule his State of the Union address for February 5th. That's one week from today. It had been postponed because of the shutdown. While federal employees tried to get the government back up to speed yesterday, the possibility of a second shutdown in just three weeks hangs over every office. The Congressional Budget Office estimated yesterday that the one that just ended cost the American economy at least $3 billion. Senator David Perdue, the Republican from Georgia, said Trump hopes to reach a narrow deal to get money for the border wall rather than a broader immigration agreement before government funding again lapses on February 15th. Purdue ate lunch privately with the president at the White House on Sunday. Yesterday, he told the Post's Sungmin Kim that Trump sounded fully prepared to act on his own should a new committee that's been set up on Capitol Hill struggle to come up with an agreement on the wall that satisfies him. Likely what that means is declaring a national emergency to unilaterally begin building the wall without congressional approval or appropriations. William Barr, Trump's nominee for attorney general, refused to answer yesterday whether or not he will defend Trump in court if the president goes the national emergency route. In written responses to senators considering his confirmation, he said he's not studied the issue closely enough to comment, but added that he'll ensure his advice to Trump is, quote, consistent with any applicable law. Now, Trump's 2020 campaign manager, Brad Parscale, is strongly encouraging the president to stand by his demand for a border wall, even if it means shutting down the government again. CNN reports that the manager has presented the president with internal polling data that shows voters in key swing congressional districts believe a wall or a fence is needed and that Trump can't look weak. And here's a telling taste of the mindset inside the White House. Trump's top domestic policy advisor, Stephen Miller, said, quote, I would be happy if not a single refugee foot ever again touched American soil. That's according to former Trump White House communications aide Cliff Sims' new book, Team of Vipers, which comes out today. Sims writes that anytime a refugee or an immigrant committed a gruesome crime, Miller would walk over to the White House press office to demand that press releases be issued about the case. Sims says Miller made the comment about refugees during a conversation the two had about immigration. Now, Miller did not respond to the AP's requests for comment, and White House spokeswoman Sarah Sanders did not deny that he said it. Meanwhile, the Trump winery in Virginia has once again submitted a request to hire foreign guest workers. Businesses owned by or bearing the name of Trump have now sought to hire more than 600 foreign guest workers since the president launched his campaign in 2015 according to a tally by BuzzFeed. Many have worked at Mar-a-Lago and the president's various golf clubs. It's yet another case of do as I say, not as I do. And that's 
the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker said special counsel Bob Mueller's investigation is, quote, close to being completed. Whitaker's remarks, though brief, represent the most extensive comments on the subject by any senior law enforcement official in months. But a lawyer representing a former employee of Roger Stone said Mueller still wants his client's testimony. That indicates the special counsel may be planning another indictment of Stone or other people who have been ensnared in his investigation. Justice Department guidelines say a grand jury can only hear evidence after a person is indicted if the grand jury continues to work on new charges, either against that person or additional planned defendants. And Barr, the AG nominee, once again pointedly refused to provide a guarantee to the Senate that he will publicly release Mueller's report if he's confirmed. Barr stressed that his goal will be to provide as much transparency as he can, consistent with the law, but then he said that the law and Justice Department regulations say you shouldn't release information about people who aren't being indicted. Yesterday, Senator Dick Blumenthal from Connecticut, a Democrat, and Chuck Grassley from Iowa, a Republican, introduced a bill to guarantee that every special counsel report would be released directly to Congress and the public, effectively taking out the attorney general as the middleman. Number two, the Justice Department charged the Chinese telecommunications giant Huawei with fraud. A 13-count indictment filed in New York City details allegations of bank and wire fraud. The company is also charged with violating U.S. sanctions on Iran and conspiring to obstruct justice related to the investigation. Canadian officials had arrested the CFO, Meng Wanzhou, on a U.S. warrant in December. And on Monday evening, the Canadian Justice Department confirmed it's received a formal extradition request from the United States so that she can stand trial. Beijing has been pressuring Canada to release Hmong, including by arresting Canadian citizens in that country. The indictments threaten to further strain relations between Washington and Beijing, just as officials from both countries prepare for talks later this week aimed at ending the months-long economic impasse that has contributed to huge swings in the stock market and uncertainty for business. Although Trump has suggested he was willing to help secure Meng's release if China met his demands for a new trade deal, Justice and Commerce Department officials insist that Meng's criminal case is a separate matter. Number three. The Trump administration announced new sanctions against Venezuela's oil industry in an effort to force President Nicolas Maduro out of power. White House National Security Advisor John Bolton said during a White House briefing yesterday that any attempt to harm remaining U.S. diplomats in Venezuela or violence against the newly recognized president, Juan Guaido, will be met with, quote, significant response. He declined to define what that means. Pentagon officials have indicated they have no orders to prepare for military action in Venezuela. But by starving Maduro of a critical source of cash, the Trump administration is dramatically ratcheting up the pressure on that government. Bolton was holding a notepad during his on-camera briefing in which he had scrawled, quote, 5,000 troops to Colombia. That raised more questions about possible military intervention in South America. If 5,000 troops are indeed sent to Colombia as part of some effort to contain Venezuela, that would mark a major escalation of American involvement in South America, though it's unclear what exactly the service members' roles would be. Asked what to make of all this, a White House official emailed just six words. All options are on the table. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, January 29th. 
Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.